Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Gear of the Year this year is sponsored by Stringjoy Strings, the Nashville-based string custom shop whose innovative design, first-rate materials, and labor-intensive winding techniques mean you get literally the best possible strings every time. And Music Nomad, the guitar maintenance, care, and setup toolkit company who make the best, most high-quality, most well-thought-out kits and guides so you can keep your guitar playing as well as it possibly possibly can. And welcome, welcome, dear listener, to Gear of the Year 2023. It's the third episode, the effects pedal episode, dear listener. In this series of end of year podcasts, the Guitar Nerds team are teaming up with the Tone Mob and 40 Watt podcast to determine the best guitar gear of 2023. We're debating four categories, best guitar, best effects, best amplifier stroke modeler, and best overall product of 2023. We're also going to be discussing the Listener Choice Awards for each category, as voted for on uh, on Facebook and also on the Patreon. Now, without further ado, I am your host, Joe Branton, joined for Gear of the Year by Matt Knight, <laughs> Blake Wyland, <laughs> and Philip Carter. Hi. I thought I'd do an, an angry one, or a, a, a more painful one, as, as if the last one sounded like I was in pain. This is like, <laughs> I was, I was, I was going to try to burp my greeting, but I, I can't make myself burp. That's not a thing I can do. No, you needed to drink more of that, uh, yeah, that, that fizzy cola that you've got. That's mm-hmm. it. Yeah, that's it. That's the solution. What's keeping me awake at this point? <laughs> Isn't it like the middle of the afternoon for you? It's, yeah, the, it's I, late I, in the evening for us. I've been up since like five thirty a.m., which is Ew. ungodly for me. That's, that's horrible. Why would that's anyone do that to them? themselves because i had to go into work early so that i could leave early and come talk to you fine oh, <laughs> oh thank well, you so we appreciate much it thank that. you we, we yeah. do we do mm-hmm. appreciate it yeah now we've got a massive list of releases from this year we've boiled it down to a top 11 in each category we're going to go through that top 11 one by one we'll pick a few that we feel should be shortlisted to make the top three once we've narrowed uh, the list down of our hosts favorites we're going to argue a case for a definitive top three once we're there each host is going to assign points three points for their favorite two for their second and one for their third and we have our runners-up and best product in category oh. after that in this category everyone's a winner everyone's right. a winner it's that's true. right that's right well uh, if for whatever reason if that does happen and we are deadlocked then the listeners choice votes will act as a tiebreaker 
Um, that's how this is going to work. And this, as I said, dear listener, this is the effects pedal category. Oh, oh, hotly contested. The most exciting, maybe. I don't know. It feels like it feels like not that many. Like basically, the guitars category was signature models because that seems to be the only thing that's being made anymore. The amps category was half modeling pedals this year because not that many amps are being made. So this. This one was a whopping list. We had hundreds of entries. Hun- There's a pedal or five that come out every single week, so boiling it down to a top 11. We actually even changed the top 11 just before we started. <laughs> <laughs> That's how hard it was this year, y'all. That is just. I think it's always this way. There was literally a pedal released yesterday. Yeah. And it was just like, <laughs> yeah. no, yeah. The, no yeah. this is not, this is not, this doesn't qualify. It hasn't shipped. Sorry. Yet. Yeah. Do we, sorry. Um, do we need to shift to some sort of like Oscars? Like there's a window that you oh, can, yeah. uh, you know, the Oscars, like if it comes out at Christmas, it's like, well, probably not going to win an Oscar because it misses the, like the window. That's probably yeah, pretty right. fair. Honestly, we should probably s- cut it off at like, I don't know. Like well, the end of November. I yeah, don't know think about uh, think about Spotify year your year wrapped. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. I think that's what December first. They're like, well, that's the yeah. cut off after that. I think we kind Tough. of do that anyway without it being official, right? I mean, like well, we sort of do that. Yeah, because I mean, it, it's a shame because I think things like uh, which I think we're going to see a lot. Kernum's uh, new. Uh, fuzz that follows in from there. What the Kernan Bridge? Oh, yeah. yeah, I think that yeah. was launched fifteenth of December, so it was like two days ago. Like I think you're going to see loads of people start talking about that next year. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, and the- multiple pedals from other, other brands as well. You know, it's just, just so well, so the. The Kernum oh, Fuzz really threw me off because it is this very bright Klon gold, and uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. And also, um, PolyFX launched their uh, new uh, reverb yesterday as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's what you were talking about, Blake. So it's just like, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's no just, fun. It's no fun coming up with the shortlist. And it's, no. uh, it's and then, of no, course, we've already recorded. We've already recorded the Amps episode, and Kemper has launched. Yep, the exactly. New, I saw that. <laughs> the new mini Kemper. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Y'all yeah. got to quit it with the December releases. Yeah. Give if us time get in to on put this, this together. Yeah, if you want to get on this, you can't be releasing in December. That's- exactly. All these companies know when we record this gear of the year. They should really take note of that. And, and yeah. do we do we say that because uh, IR two came out November thirtieth? So just, <laughs> just, in time. just make sure it's in time. Well, that, that's the thing. It's like okay, you come out in November, you get as far as market goes, you get into the holiday market buying window. You come out December nineteenth. Sorry, Christmas that people have done. They're done it, mm. and so mm. you've got Nam that's a month away. You could wait that month and release when i guess get lost sometimes when everybody things else just releases. gotta get out though yeah Some, for, for a variety of reasons and january one reasons. let's go yeah i mean it would be ideal i talking to some companies who have done december mid-december releases they never want to they're just like mm. ah, it's the way the cookie crumbles it's God. not what we want but it's what we have to do unfortunately gotcha yep mm. Yeah. Well, the way this the, the way we split these things up is we do like the pedal to be in or the the product to be in circulation, even if it's been announced, and that's actually why we made this last minute change because um, the the one that we've added is the hologram chroma console, which I didn't think people had yet. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yes. They certainly didn't, you know, a week ago or a couple of weeks ago when I was putting this list together. So, uh, no, but I've um, seen, so, I've seen some people now starting to post in groups on Facebook that they're receiving some. So yeah, exactly. So it's, it's earned its place. But anyway, let's, uh, let's go through the list. Let's, uh, let's have a look at all these pedals, this top 11. Matt, why don't you start us off? I will. I will start. Uh, and then we'll descend into chaos. So I'm going to start with, um, our friend, your friend, uh, Mr. Adrian Thorpe, Thorpe Effects. Um, so actually a couple of launches this year. Um, so just a quick shout out to the Dane Mark II, possibly mm-hmm. his most popular pedal. I guess we kind of thought that although some great changes, uh, we wanted to go with a completely new one and, and actually a favorite of ours this year. And this is the ER2. Um, so this is thorpey's take on a univibe basically uh but of course adrian doesn't do anything by uh copying something or cloning something you know he's got originals he's got a great team of course dan coggins as well behind him to help with designs and this is very much a univibe done to absolute perfection in my opinion and the difference here compared to most of the other Univibe pedals that you see on the market still works on a photo cell, of course, for that classic design, but you have an offset control. Now, the offset control offsets the light to dark or the on and off of the photo cell, which helps create that kind of Univibe effect. So that's quite unique to this product and then obviously allows you to dial in kind of like the throb of the univibe effectively um so you've still got an intensity control there so i guess like the brightness of the bulb you've still got speed and you've still got volume and of course you have the vibrato and chorus which effectively just drops out the dry signal um but for me this was i I love univibes i think it's kind of one of those effects i could just have on all the time i think it's more subtle than phaser and flanger but it can be more extreme it just sits in the mix really well and i think thorpe's done a great job of of bringing that kind of design into today um and of course with his sort of own unique design and look and feel but uh yeah it's a it's a real it's a real winner for me i think it's a really really good pedal and having that offset control just gives it something slightly different to every other sort of univibe out on the market I know he. I know Thorpey does. You know a, a broad range of effects types, but I feel where he excels the most is modulation, or at least where yeah. he seems to have his, and uh, in more of his own identity um, is. Uh, uh, yeah, it's, well, I think it's tricky because I think a lot of his identity, a lot of. I, I think Thorpey himself, I think he loves drive. I know he's a big like rock and metal fan, but having Dan Coggins on board who did all the dinosaur, all the love tone stuff, I think he's got a real eye for like perfect detail when it comes to modulations. Yeah. And I think that's where those two work really real well was together. It, wasn't the first pedal they did once Dan came on board, the camouflage? Uh, no, it was the deep Oggin. Oh, think. that's right. The deep Oggin. Which Both of amazing. those, the, the camouflage flange, though, is spectacular. Yeah, again, taking a classic and uh, basically recreating it in modern day, but also adding their own spin on it without yeah. it just being a straight one-for-one clone. You know, because there's so many Univide pedals out there that go, oh, we can just there rebuild are. this circuit. But, you know, this just does something a little bit different. And it's a good price point as well, 299 99 So, yeah, three, I- 300 
I so, would own one of these if literally I had not bought a Sabatius Chewy Vibe three days before this launched. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the best part about this pedal is that Thorpey finally did a matte black over the top instead of the <laughs> chromed out covers where you couldn't read anything. Yeah, he's done yeah. this for a few pedals now. The last maybe three or so releases yeah. have been. I love this, the shift. Love it. I was going to say the same thing. It, they just look amazing. I mean, few companies are making pedals as well built, as robust um, as as a Thorpey pedal. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, it, it it looks fantastic. It is well good, and you know, if you want optical vibe, it's. You know, there are a few pedals that are as good as this is kind of the last word in getting that, getting perfect vintage tones in incredibly robust modern chassis. Yeah. Yeah. As well, you know, we've said it before, but you've got to give it to Thorpe. And I think we talked about it when we interviewed him a while back that he's not just bought a chassis a Hammond case off the shelf and then had it screen printed yeah. designs. Like it's, it's his own thing. You know, it's his own factory. It's, he does it he does it all and i and i really love that and again that that design and character really comes through on this pedal so uh yeah, yeah. top marks top marks from yeah. me and a lot of other people and yeah. i don't know if just as somebody who's been involved in a custom enclosure before i don't know if anybody gives thorpey enough credit for these enclosures i know they've been around for a long time people have seen them i think maybe they've started to take them for granted a little bit but the, if you also they're not only are they custom but they're also just very well thought out you know, mm, those yeah, those raised yeah, yeah. edges aren't just raised because they look cool. They do look cool. That's not the reason. It's so you don't kick the knobs. Yep. Like, yeah. it's, it's everything's well thought out with this enclosure design on top of being aesthetically pleasing. Um, I don't want to, like, rain on the parade, though. Um, uh-huh. Is this only available through dealers? Because I don't see this pedal on the Thorpey website. It's not on the Thorpey website. I've looked before. It is not either. When I was putting the links in the spreadsheet, I couldn't find this on the website. I can only find it through dealers. That's the only place I'm seeing it. Even Analog Man has it. Yeah, Analog Man has it. (laughs) But not (laughs) Thorpey. But not seeing it on the Thorpey website. I'm not sure if there's more to that story or not, but I I noticed it was kind of odd. But that doesn't take away anything from the pedal. Super cool unit. And uh, yeah, I, 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 I think it's I worth it. noting on that same thing, Blake, those custom enclosures still at this price point yeah. with what he does. That's insane. It, it It's very hard to come in at the price points he does, which are not cheap. Let's let's be honest. But to do it with a custom enclosure like this, it's remarkable. There are plenty yeah. of plenty of pedals that come in at a higher price that don't have that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, also, it, it doubles as a weapon, if you know. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and, and it's named uh, and it's named after a weapon. It is. Mm-hmm. Well, all so, this stuff has that has that military theme. Sure. Um, but uh, it's fair. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I mean, that's it. Thorpey, we're looking at incredible redos of vintage stuff, amazingly built. That's that's what you're getting. This is, yeah. you know, this is that. This is well good. Um, okay, so that's the Thorpey ER2, the the best in modern vintage, really, right there from from Thorpey FX. Um, I am going to go slightly out of order of our list, just so Matt doesn't have to do a second one in a row, everyone, oh. and uh, <laughs> I go to you, Blake, for okay. uh, for the next one. All right, yeah. So this is near and dear to my heart, as you guys know. I fought 
very hard for the Maris LVX last year. Uh, I love those people, and I really genuinely love what they do. Um, and this year, full disclosure, because I, I last year this was not the case, but this year it is the case, so just so everybody knows, they are supporting the podcast, my show. So there is that. Um and there's no way that 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 anyone's going to take that away. It's you know it's it's a uh, you know Matt working for boss. Uh, <laughs> you know <laughs> one of the it's something I feel that people should know. But um, well, technically, I, I work for their UK distributor, so there you go. So I've got uh, one as well. Ah, <laughs> uh, there you go. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Um, but that aside, I'm going to try to be as objective as possible. They did the same thing with the reverb world that they did with the delay world in. Yeah the Mercury X. They crammed almost everything that you could ever think of as far as reverb sounds and made it available in this package. And probably a lot of things that you also didn't think of uh, in the reverb world as well. So if that's appealing to you and you like the interface of the LVX, you're going to love the Mercury X as well. They play awesome together. And if you have spent time and familiarized yourself with that style of menu, it's it's super easy to dial in, and uh, they also this is a little bit of an aside, but they're making an editor for right now. It's for the LVX, but I have to imagine they're going to adapt it to the Mercury X as well, where you can go in and uh, for us, much like when we were talking about the Tone X yesterday, if you want to yeah. deep dive and really get crazy with it, you can. But also, you can dive pretty deep just in the pedal itself. So it's a uh, it's the most advanced reverb pedal that I've ever seen. Um, I, I can't think of anything that takes the concept of reverbs and has this level of flexibility with it. And also with a nice graphic interface that you can dial in super easy. So I'm a big fan of this one. I, I can't stop playing it. I play it almost every single day. <laughs> so you run uh, your son's I, vocals through it. I run my son's vocals through it for their, <laughs> their advertising, their, their ad, their ad on the show. That was fun. Um, he loved that too. He was having a blast, but it um, sounded like it. Yeah. It's a, it's a great pedal. I absolutely love it. And I, it's a strong contender for me for not only as again, as I said multiple times on this podcast, like I, tend to just go towards things that I'm actively using and mm-hmm. I'm actively using this one constantly. And not only right now I'm, I'm, I'm willing to be convinced otherwise right now for me, not only is this pedal of the year, this is a, a contender for gear of the year. So I'm Ooh. a big fan of this one. This is, I, I feel like almost, almost the Mercury X hasn't had enough fanfare or as much fanfare as it deserved. If you think about how much people still bang on about, about Strymon, about the big sky and things like that, and how that became an industry standard, a game changing, you know, reverb and, and delay. Which the Maris folks had to do with, they were at Strymon. Yeah, of course they were. Yes. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, but, but, you know, the, I, I still feel like Strymon has a massive amount of hype around it, whereas maybe even though this is rendering the big sky obsolete, despite that, it doesn't seem to have, uh, I don't know, penetrated the hearts of the of the guitar world, or at least that's how 
you know, that's that's how it appears to me. And I'm not saying that as a slight uh, uh, on the pedal. I'm saying this is an incredible pedal, and I'm surprised the guitar world isn't singing about it a little bit more. Yeah, it probably I, has to do with the the fact that when the Big Sky was released, there was really nothing else like it at the time. Yeah. And now that this is sort of a, a big sky killer, in my opinion, yeah. um, it, it's it's and it also hasn't been out nearly as long. There's just way more chatter in the industry in general. So being able to make a splash, even though I think it is in in all ways a big sky killer, uh, it's just harder to grab that attention. I actually have had people when it launched messaging me, should I get the Mercury X or should I get a big sky? I'm like, well. Do you want to be able to do more than you can with a big sky right. or not? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what do you need? The what, what's the sound you want? Do you want, mm-hmm. do you want to be able to like, do you want to just pick a preset and it sounds good and that you're good. You're not really focusing on reverb sound. Just get the big sky. Just play the couple of presets you like this thing. Even I almost bought it when it launched. I was mm-hmm. so excited about it. I think Joe, I think Maris as a whole company is overlooked and that's saying a lot. Cause I do think they get a lot of credit, but I, like, I don't hear enough people talking about the other pedals in their lineup either. Right, the LBX right. was the first one that I felt like got them out of their, like, like this niche fan base mm-hmm. and yeah. took them to a bigger market. Uh, and, and I had a hard time getting around it last year when we were talking about it, but the more time's gone on, the more I've seen it used, the more I've heard it used. It was like a slow climb for me to get into that one. And I think that helped me get really into the Mercury X when it launched. And the fact that I have the, uh, I have the Chase Bliss, uh, 1978 CXM. Mm -hmm. I got those backwards, whatever. Um, and I know some of those algorithms are in the Mercury. Actually, I think all those algorithms are in the Mercury X as well, plus more. Uh, it's, it's a, I don't know. It's complicated. It's robust. It sounds incredible. It can do just about anything in the reverb space. I can't wait till they do the drive version of the Mercury and the oh, LBX. Man. <laughs> that would be crazy. I, yeah, I, I, I think for, for me, the, the Mercury X is sort of the last word in like soundscape stuff. Yes. If you want to do soundscape stuff, and I was always saying like, what you actually need is a Helix because Helix have modeled most of the Strymons in there and, and, and they do a good enough job that really, and the fact that you've got an expression pedal attached there, and that's going to be sort of something you'll use for soundscapes quite a lot, getting that whole swell. I think the Helix was the best tool for it, but this very much is. And, and the other thing about the Mercury X, they solved something that, Meris it was always a pet peeve for me. I didn't like Meris's interface. I didn't like how their rotary controls had like an alternate function, and that's how yeah. you actually got to control the pedal. I thought that was really intuitive, really smart. You know, when they designed that, great. I just didn't think it was practical for yeah. actual use because I couldn't see then where any of my rotaries were because you were sort of setting and then changing to another thing and you know that rotary is then valueless in the next it made it very difficult to keep track of what you were doing i thought right. anyway it, mm-hmm. this- it's also really bad for anyone with a shoddy memory like mine because <laughs> i don't remember what this sub function of all the knobs exactly. is yeah yeah they, somebody a fan i think and i think they ended up like contracting with them in some way i can't remember the exact story there but made these decals for that exact reason, really that show the <laughs> that show the sub menu and go over the top of the existing uh, graphic, 
so you could figure that out. I had honestly, as much as I love those pedals as well, sonically, I am also, you know, a man of short memory. And so I'm like, wait a minute. Uh, let me Google that knob again real quick, which yeah. is, you know, less of an issue. If you dial it in, get your preset saved and that's what you use live. That's fine. But for somebody like me, who is very much a knob tweaking, like on the right. fly type of person yeah. that made that a little bit challenging. And the, the, the LVX and Mercury X platforms really solve that. Cause you don't have to remember what it is. You can see it. Yeah. yeah. The knobs will do different things depending on like what you're, what you're, doing but you can see what you're adjusting in real time the screen interface is excellent mm. on it yeah so yeah. Like, i bought a pre-owned enzo recently and mm-hmm. after after a little while of messing around with it i was like well i'm gonna have to factory reset this because i didn't know what the settings were on the alt functions i was like i have no idea how to get this pedal back to ground zero like it's, <laughs> yeah. it's so you know, so it's someone else's thing on there. So this is anyway enough talking about the other stuff. This right, right. is great, really well laid out, and is literally the most advanced, best reverb pedal you can possibly buy today. I think that's probably factual. That's probably not even hyperbole. This is probably the most advanced, most comprehensive reverb unit you can currently purchase in pedal form, and it's cheaper than the CXM 1978. It's true. It's yeah, those motorized faders are expensive. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's an aggressive price point for yeah. what it is. This really, really is. I don't, I don't know how. Yeah, and, I, and I don't want to make anybody uh, too intimidated by I, that is all true. It is very deep and it can, it can be as deep as you want it though. If you do want to just mess with the presets, I think it comes with a hundred factory oh, presets wow. that you can just scroll through via the knob. It's again, that sounds like a lot, but you just turn a knob and you see exactly what's going on. And some of those are wild. There are, there is a Gregorian chant preset in this pedal. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> what? I, uh, yes. Yes. You can oh, have a chamber choir. My music undergrad wow. nerddom just got really excited. Yeah. It's, it's that good. So I feel like I should have led with that. I can't believe I yeah. didn't lead with, there's a Gregorian, <laughs> there's a Gregorian chant setting from the factory <laughs> in this pedal. And it's Let's so go. much fun. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So there we are. The Mercury, the Maris Mercury X, another pedal that I think we're all, we're all very positive about. Okay. Uh, next one then. Um, Philip, why don't we hand this one over to you? All right, so we're going to talk about the best reissue of a pedal that never existed. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yes. So this year, JHS and Electroharmonics teamed up to create the Lizard Queen, an octave distortion fuzz. I'm going to call distortion fuzz. I'm going to back go back and forth between those things because they do. Um, So this was a super interesting, almost practical joke from JHS and um, uh, Daniel Danger. I can't remember. I think that's who it yeah, is. Daniel Danger. They, yeah. yeah, Daniel Danger. They basically had a joke to come up with an, an EHX pedal that felt like it would have existed in that original golden age of EHS, EHX big box pedals, and then design it, create it, and then, oh, great. And then they made it. Like enough mm-hmm. people were like, no, I want that. Let's do that. And so they did it. We're, they did it in the limited run that's also in a big box that now if you really want them, you can go on Reverb and find some for a whole lot of money. Or you can buy the, the I oh, this is where I get real bad with the HX. Is this the micro 
Or is this the nano size? I don't I think it's nano, but I'm not okay. sure. I'm not sure. It doesn't matter. It's a it small doesn't matter. one. It's yes, yeah, the small <laughs> it's a small enclosure. Yeah. Um for ninety nine dollars. You can get a great octave fuzz distortion for $99 and it sounds awesome. You can't have enough octave fuzz in your life, period. I don't care how many octave fuzzes you have. Fact. You need more. Mm-hmm. I don't know what there is to not like about this product. Um, yeah. I mean, electroharmonics are always going to have price versus quality on their side. That's always yeah. going to be something they do well. And yeah, it is something that they've absolutely nailed here for £99 for... It, it is wonderful. It sounds amazing. I love that it even sounds good on bass. They've even put bass demos up of it, which yeah. which is great. Um, they don't have a game control. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little... Yeah. You don't need it. it just it 10. Fair. That's where you needed it. Let's right. go. Right. But for, you can for, dial in the octave, which is nice. You can dial in the tone or balance, as they call it. Um because when I play octave fuzz, I don't want it to be cleaner. Yeah, that's just the way so. I think about it. I, guess I just so want it to be nasty. Use, yeah, that's not how you use an because it's that's the thing. When I'm using a normal fuzz, I really like to hear what it sounds like on like, uh, you know, like eight or nine o'clock. You know, I, oh, I want to yeah, hear yeah. it because right, I like that sort of sputteriness. Sometimes when clean comes through a little bit, that sort of fuzz at the edge of breakup is always a really interesting sound. But I guess when you're using octave fuzz, that's not what this is for. This is for big searing octave fuzz. Just yeah, rip exactly. your face off style. And then for for 99 bucks for the cheaper one, I'm like, eh, that's fine. You know, I don't need I don't need the gain control necessarily because of that reason. Because like yeah. when I'm I'm not trying to be subtle with octave fuzz, I'm trying to kill the whole world with my octave fuzz. Like right. that's what I'm trying to do. You know, who plays octave fuzz to be subtle? It's not subtle. <laughs> literally, literally, no one. I can't think of a single person. It's like, do you use a subtle ring mod? Like, <laughs> no, not I just really. like that. I just like that hint of ring mod in the you know in my tone. <laughs> um. So I have to give some major props to EHX slash JHS because they actually tricked me. I didn't look, oh. clo- I didn't look at it close enough, and we talked about it on Chasing Tone. I thought it really was some weird reissue I'd never heard of <laughs> because this is not the first time that Josh has found some weird reissue that I've never heard of. Before. Sure, that's true. Right? Yeah. So I was like, I think they found a real EHX, and then of course the next week I was like, I'm dumb. And uh, they, they totally got me with it. But I didn't dive in super close. I just kind of watched the clips. It was like, wow, that's sick. And then yeah. proceeded to spout my opinion on it, which is, uh, you know, par for the course on the internet, I suppose. But um, I know we're supposed to be focused on the product itself. Uh-huh. And and I, I do want to try to focus on that. But I just have to give them major props for... I mean, they could have just came out with an Octafuzz, right? They could have just yeah. made an Octafuzz and been like, here's our Octafuzz, yay. But they actually did something, created a story, made it fun for everybody. That's right. the thing. Yeah. They made a fun yeah. release out of it. It was interesting, and we'll be talking about it probably again, you know, for years to come, just because they made it so much so much more interesting than just creating an Octafuzz. I'm going to be telling them damn kids in the nursing home about <laughs> when Josh got, you know, it's that yeah, kind yeah. of thing. Anything with a story is better. That's just the yes. way I think of it, period. Mm-hmm. If it's got yep. a story, I'm more interested. Yeah. 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 So is this a gear of the year for me? I don't know, but I'm glad we're talking about it. Yeah, it's definitely, it's well worth its 
place in the discussion. Right. I, think, I agree. I doubt any of us are going to be betting for this to be first place, but it it's deservedly part of the discussion. Mm-hmm. I could be convinced. Y'all convince me. Exactly. Here at Guitar Nerds, we're massive fans of Stringjoy guitar strings, and you should be too. Stringjoy, if you don't know, are the world's first true string custom shop, but they also do a whole bunch of standard sets made to the same super high custom shop quality. And one of my favourite things about just how lovely Scott and the team are is the Stringjoy reward system. A bit like a Tesco club card, but cool. Every set of strings you buy earns you points. Each pack is worth a dollar in points, and you can save those virtual dollars and put them towards anything in the Stringjoy merchandise store, which, when you have a bucket of guitars and you're always restringing them, makes for a whole bunch of points and thus free merch. It's just a little thing they've set up to say thank you, but I think it's testament to just what a super bunch of people they are and how deserving they are of your string business. Stringjoy strings are available at stringjoy.com and at 400 plus dealers across the globe. If your local store doesn't stop Stringjoy yet? Ask them to. Okay, okay, brilliant. So we we we've basically got just things so far that we're all really positive about, which is a good position to be in. Here's a here's something that I think is gonna be contentious. It certainly was with our listeners. People tended to either love this or they thought it was um uh underfeatured or a little bit too regurgitated to win a gear of the year. I'm not sure I agree. Matt, why don't you tell us about this pedal? Oh, well, I bought one of these as soon as it was announced because I think it solves a lot of problems. Uh, this is the Line 6 HX1. Now, this has certainly been controversial, I think, in terms of a launch. And I don't sort of just don't get it so the hx1 is a single stomp box uh, i guess a kind of small stomp box style pedal that can have one effect on at once from any of the helix range minus the amps and the cab model so 268 effects 128 presets with one simultaneous processing block so effectively you can pick an algorithm and it will make that sound. So very similar along the lines of an Eventide H9, which does the same thing at double the cost. Mm-hmm. Um, but people seemed to find a lot of hate with this because they thought 299 or 249 was too much money for a pedal that made one sound. Have these people heard <laughs> of the Eventide <laughs> H9? I, just right. think, I think the problem is that Line 6 have a lot of... Um, this is going to... I don't know if I can make this not sound really snobby. Line 6 have a lot of uh, of people, of fans of entry-level gear, which is great. I buy a lot of entry-level gear. Most of the stuff I buy is cheap stuff, not expensive stuff, I, because it means I can buy more. But <laughs> I think it means when they make a single effect that's, you know, that, that's this amount of money, it's caused a lot of backlash from people who, I guess, just don't get that that's... This is think- literally... <laughs> literally what we have been spending 500 pounds plus on from yeah. eventide all these years well mm-hmm. i think it's, it's that and for me a lot of people are going for that money i'd expect it to have two effects at once and two foot switches oh. and i'm sort of going but really? for double the money you could then just go and buy 
a HX Stomp, which allows you to have basically everything, including amp models, with three um, switches and the, the screen. Well, so mm-hmm. I'm sort of going, this really covers everything that you could want for not a lot of money. Yeah. And also, they've still added something new because they've added that kind of the, the flux control. So you've got that sort of inbuilt expression pedal, which you can totally customize. Um, and it's got the adjustable input impedance as well. So you can, for some of the fuzzes and drives, you can have that adjustable input impedance on there, which makes a difference to how they sound and react. Um, I mean, I bought it because I always loved the M5. And loads mm-hmm. of people love the M5. And the M5 was cheap. Um, and then lots of people switched to something like an H9 because it did lots of stuff and it was all the Eventide legacy. And then I'm sort of going, well, actually, Line 6 have got all of those legacy effects from the 4 series, plus other ones, plus new stuff even now. And I'm talking, like, for me, big ones were like Polycapo, Polywhammy, um, Poly Drop Tune, those kind of effects that, aren't really even available in stomp boxes and if they are they're more money than this so for me i was like this is the swiss army knife the modern m m5 this is everything that we wanted mm-hmm. it's not just that and it's not just that it's got a big sky on it essentially yeah. like you know well, one algorithm from it but it's got a blue sky you, you know that that's there that's mm. worth the price tag alone i mean for me it's got an la2a compressor which is fantastic fantastic um, i think it's, it's just it's just got uh, to me i know some people are like i want the amp modeling and i'm like well I, yeah but then you could only okay. just have an amp or something like that but then i'm like you could buy an hx stomp so if, if you think that's not coming as a separate product everyone that would be just, awesome if it was it'll be next year how on earth is anyone mad about this pedal it is the ultimate swiss army knife every and and i'm gonna sound like a fanboy here because i am Every one of the effects in the Helix are outstanding. Mm, yeah. And I do mean every one of them. I like them all. I, I I think they all have a great purpose. It's okay, go buy a go buy a Digitech drop, not drop, the uh, ricochet and an expression pedal. Okay. Mm. Um you're still spending almost the same amount as you would if you bought a line six HX1 and an expression pedal, and you've got two hundred and sixty-seven other effects. Yeah. that you could use yeah 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 i i just think it was um it was just it was mad seeing so many people so angry about it and i'm like i don't understand i don't understand why people are upset loads of people said it was expensive and i was like what i'm like we get i mean in this podcast we're going to be talking about pedals that do less for more money yeah <laughs> you know to me it's mm-hmm. a, it felt like the best possible value yeah. um, well i mean even just looking at it from this perspective, I mean, this is this is really dumb and does not at all encompass what this thing actually is. We've got uh, stereo ins and outs. We've got USB-C for editing and updates and everything. Yep. And we've got full, like, the, not the big daddy midi pin, not just the quarter inch. And we've got expression. This thing, if you, if this was not a Line 6 product, if this was made by, I don't know, insert boutique company here people would be like i love these guys this is yeah 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 you do they're great great? yeah they people would be like cool and then then this would be four hundred dollars you know and people would be excited about say if eventide did this it would be more money i think um i think the only kind of argument that maybe some people might have is that 
there's nothing new in this that you couldn't already buy. Line 6 are obviously amazing at, and they have been for the last 10 years, getting as much possible hardware out of a single source, which is Mm -hmm. the Helix. Um, But I think where it wins for me is that I would never buy a Helix because I don't want that all in one. I probably wouldn't buy an HX Stomp for the same reason, because again, I don't really want the amp modeling, but I do want all the effects. Um, And then I wouldn't buy an HX Effects because again, it's kind of too big. What I want is small and compact with all the Line 6 effects in it. And that's exactly what this is. And it's super affordable. Yeah. So um, for me, I think it's just like, yeah. Like I took the I took the H9 straight off the board, and I love the H9, and I've used it for probably seven or eight years. But I was like, I just think the you know so much of the H9 is locked behind a paywall as well. Yeah, um, unless you unless you buy the Max out of the gate, yeah. which was. Which a lot is the, of money. Which is the only thing you can do now. You can yeah. only buy the Max. Um, actually, to be fair, I guess this is another reason. I bought a Core. Someone else I worked with at the time bought a Max, and then he gave me his login, because you can obviously have, like, five Maxes. Oh, yeah. Um, so I'm constantly <laughs> tethered to, like, his account. <laughs> and I'm like, I need freedom, and this buys me freedom. So um, <laughs> so uh, yeah. I, I like it. It's, it's a winner for me. I, okay. I think it's a great product. Well, plus, think about it from this perspective, right? You're a gigging musician. You have a more traditional pedal board and amp setup, but sometimes you get a request for a song that requires something you don't necessarily want to dedicate pedal board real estate to it or maybe you come to a set list where there's a certain sound you need and you're like ah but i don't want to buy you know the nice thorpey univibe i because i'm just this is not my thing Mm. whereas like some people who are univibe obsessed want that right but it's like Mm. i just need that that kind of sound that's maybe not the perfect version of it but it sounds acceptable for this setting and this solves all of those problems and then some you know and and it's does it at a pretty fair price point considering how much of a swiss army knife it is yeah yeah absolutely absolutely it is well good okay so another great great option also very popular with our listeners in the polls it's just it was very love hate in the polls people yes yeah i don't get it people either thought it was the best thing or the worst thing so let's see let's see how that one shakes up the next one, the next one comes hot off of the hills of last year's most popular pedal on Reverb. Finally, two years second. running. Yeah, two years running, which was unbelievable for what it was. Um, Blake, why don't you talk us through this one? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. 
Wow! Nice! Yeah! What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Uh, so, we're going to talk about a pedal. This is interesting, right? Because this is the Guitar Nerds podcast, right? And we're t- traditionally talking about guitar pedals. And the pedal I'm about to talk about I think is a great guitar pedal, but probably a better synth pedal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if that makes any sense. Uh, and I guess you could probably apply that to the other one I'm assigned to. But um, the, I believe what we're referring to this time is the Chroma Console mm. from Hologram Electronics. Which still uh, says ships February 2024 on their website. Yeah. I think that's, that's if you buy it now. Yeah, right, if right. you bought it before, you've got them. Because they oh, do... So, Hologram does small batches when you order. Uh, at least that's how they launched the Microcosm. I think that's how the um, Infinite Jets was. So, they do it in lo- small batches. So, now you're ordering for the February batch. Right. Uh, I, I just want to give a quick plug to the Forgotten Hologram pedal. The Dream Sequence still holds up, still is fantastic, and there's still not anything like it that I can uh, that I'm aware oh, interesting. of. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the really, one I haven't played. Yeah, I haven't really put a foot wrong. So, um, no. I but think the Chroma as soon as I saw this, it just looked amazing. It first of all, it doesn't just look awesome. I know this is an audio podcast, but people are going to Google this. <laughs> doesn't it just look killer? I yeah, love how it yeah. looks. It looks like a like a Commodore. You know, I think that's the whole vibe it was going for. It's just very 80s, but also very, very cool. And it just, I love it. So the Chroma console is, as they've labeled it, a multi-effector. So you've got four different um, columns here, I guess you would call them, um, to where you can just, they've labeled them character, movement, diffusion, and texture. I wish I could just say this is, you know, this isn't a multi-effect, but we just <laughs> talked about a multi-effect, and this one is very, very different. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's something that I view as like a workstation to create a sound that you haven't really heard before, whereas the Line 6 is something that you're trying to fill a hole that you know you have a need for. This is where you sit down, turn knobs, and experiment, and figure yeah. out a whole different thing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's such a knob-based multi-effect. You know, there's no screen on this. This is designed for you to not know what you're going to get and find something wild. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and I've heard some demos of it also. I have not got to play this one yet, uh, though it's very high on my list of things I need to try. Um, they they make it really easy, though. I think this might actually be the easy. The, easiest to dial in hologram pedal yet and theirs are never been totally like mind-bending to understand because they they're they're well thought out but this one's like oh yes push this button turn this knob i'm and i'm working in this section of the pedal push this button turn this knob and i'm in this section of the pedal you know what you're doing without having to read the manual even if you don't necessarily know exactly what it's controlling which i kind of like i kind of like that while it is labeled like texture like I don't really know what that means, but I'm sure if you sweep through the knob, <laughs> yeah, I like you'll one understand. Of, one of the things is called gesture, and I'm like, well, I didn't know that was a sound, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, 
so it's got tap for the time-based portions of the pedal. Um, there's doubler, phaser, vibrato. So there are things in there that you are familiar with. Um, and it's not, so it's not completely uh, a mystery all the time. I don't want to make it sound like it is. Um, but I mean, for instance, there's drive, sweeten, fuzz, howl. Like howl, yeah. like, and then swell. I know what all those other ones do. Probably, I don't know what howl does, but I'm excited to find out. Is that like a um, feedback machine? I don't know. But yeah, we've got again. We've got stereo ins and outs. We got full blown MIDI uh, and USB C uh, for updates and and whatnot. So it's pretty cool. It it really lends itself, I think, to setting it on a desk and doing some recording and exploring. I think that's what that's this what is for. for. I think yep. these, these are like, these are Explorer pedals, aren't they? Indiana mm-hmm. Jones pedals, because you just, <laughs> I, I think despite the fact that I can get similar sounds out of the microcosm, it never really sounds the same twice. Um, <laughs> and I just really, I think the thing I like about this is it's kind of 20 more known effects, but their own take on it. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it's laid out like a console that you're kind of feeding one into another and all of this stuff can come out of it, I really like that. I actually as well, unless you're kind of after the super ambient, washy sounds of the microcosm, I actually think this long-term is probably going to be the better pedal because it's going to give you more and a wider versatility of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd I'd rather have like this... And then, and the Meris, do you know what I mean? Right, right. Um, rather than trying to get loads of stuff out of the microcosm. Because again, the microcosm, with Joe, I think we talked about this maybe a month ago. I love it, but it can be very samey. Whereas I think this has got a lot more variation in it. And I yeah. think it's easier to get variation out of it quicker as well. I think that's it. Yeah. 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 What would be really fun is to hook the Chroma console up and plug it into the Maris, but then use the MIDI send from the Chroma console to the Maris. So you're using the Chroma console to control the Maris's inputs, and you would probably lose oh. yourself for six months. Like, <laughs> yeah. you'd never come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, there's a part of me that wants to pair something like this up with something like the Maris or even the Chase Bliss uh CXM or and both of the Maris, to be honest, the the Mercury and go back and get the LVX and just get completely and utterly lost. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But you spent all of your money on a five thousand pound amplifier. So. Well, well, <laughs> and I don't regret a single bit of That's it. Fair enough. What do you to think be, I'm going to play fair, these Matt, pedals I don't into? Think, to be fair, Matt, I don't think it's that heavy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. oh dear yeah shall we move on <laughs> well yeah because i this thing feels like i know you said synth player uh more than guitarist but it, honestly it just feels like a production tool more yeah. than anything else it doesn't feel like a hey i'm gonna go play my weekend gig at my my gritty local bar this feels like i am crafting yeah music and soundscapes for film or for whatever i feel this like the foot switches could have been hand switches you know because oh, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure it's going on too many pedal boards i think it's going on a lot of desks mm-hmm. alongside a guitar you know to record straight in for mm-hmm. something you know mm. it's a, it's a it's a fiddling tool 
Yeah. Um, but yeah. but a, a brilliant one. I'm not saying that as a downside. I, I think this is an absolutely fantastic product. It's, it's almost outboard gear. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly that. Okay, uh, next up, we're going for something uh, something a little bit vintage. Philip, why don't you talk us through this one? Sort of vintage, sort of not, sort of great. Uh, this actually fixed a problem I had with the original launch. So originally, uh, Fender teamed up with Kevin Shields to reproduce the uh, Shields Fender Blender, or the Shields Blender, uh, which is a recreation of the Fender uh, Blender Fuzz Pedal that you know has been long gone long 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 ago in a galaxy far far away um <laughs> but they had brought it back in a limited run last year uh, i believe somebody correct me unless i've lost yeah, complete track of time yeah. and somehow it was 21 and i've lost an entire year of my life <laughs> um it happens it happens man uh you get older the years get shorter i don't know how that physics works i need neil degrasse tyson to explain that to me <laughs> um so and it was really frustrating. You saw they sold out instantly. They were getting flipped, you know, typical, the, the typical shenanigan guy that go on with people flipping limited run stuff. Yeah. Well, they brought it back. They're like, no, no, this is going to be the, this is going to be a regular run. It's available. You can get this anytime you want to. Don't worry about the flippers. So they brought back the original 70s Fender Blender Fuzz with some new updated features. Now, I'm going to have to be honest. I don't know the Fender Blender well enough to tell you what is new and what isn't. Uh, (laughs) My guess is uh, it won't be difficult to figure out once you get into it. All I know is this thing sounds fucking righteous. (laughs) That's all that matters. This thing... This is a pedal that is so outside of my musical wheelhouse that surprised me how into it I was. Like, this thing just gets disgusting in all the most amazing ways. I feel like it's a fuzz pedal with all the right controls for a fuzz pedal. Like, I like that I've got a sub octave. I like that I've got a blend. I like that I've got that sag control. It just seems to be all the right rotaries right next to each other for me to create the perfect fuzz. Like, nothing's left to chance. Fuzz pedals are so often one knob, two knobs, even three knobs, but no more than that. And what you're actually buying is that builder's interpretation of what good fuzz is, and you can... That you can shape it a little bit, but that's it. This is an absolutely, utterly shapeable fuzz. It's an unapologetic shrine to fuzz. Yeah, is what it is. It says, "Hold on, uh, you have done. You have made way too many apologies for fuzz on your pedal board. <laughs> Getting the smallest possible enclosure, the fewest possible knobs. Finding this. Uh, I can't really do everything I want with this fuzz, but I don't really want to. You know, I don't have room for like." four more fuzz pedals. Also there's with fuzz, there's that fight to the first, that first in line. So right. you don't want to put like fuzz, 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 fuzz. This thing says, I'm going to take wait, up the space on. of, you don't? Yeah, I, yeah, it's an impedance <laughs> thing. I don't okay. understand it. I have to ask Brian. Um, but this thing says, I'm going to take up the space of four pedals on your pedal board. And I'm going to let you do as much as you absolutely want to do with fuzz. You want octave? I got you. You want it to sag? Got you. You want it to sound like distortion? I got you. You want it to sound like a synth gone mad? I got you. Yeah. This mm. thing does it all. All of that uh, in a beautiful chassis, a proper yeah. retro yeah. chassis. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's quite a way away from the just to to go back to what you said there, um, Philip. It's like quite a way away from the original because obviously this one's got like 
a lot more control on it and a lot I more think, fuzz. Well, uh, and then, like you know. seven more knobs or yeah. something. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, it's I, I was going to make the same point. It's uh, because I have, oh, I still kick myself. There was an original Fender Bender in a shop <sighs> here like two years ago before all this came out. And I was like, you know, I really want that. It's like a 68 one or something. And I was like, I, I have no need for that, but I really want it. And now I'm just like, I'm sure they're $800 yeah. um, because of this launch. Um, yeah. But, but that's looking said, now they're more affordable than you think. Okay. Well, good to know. Good to yeah. know. Well, they did a, they did a nineties or a two thousands reissue as well. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but that's this more, is, that was more like, like the original though, if I'm yeah, exactly. Absolutely. It yeah, was yeah, closer. Yeah. 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 So yeah, no, this but I, would, I say awesome. all that to say, the shields one is probably the better pedal though. Yeah. Like I think it is. What what do you guys think? Yeah, absolutely the shields is a better pedal. I just think the they haven't lo- lost anything from the original. They've just added more shapeability, more flexibility, things that you need to actually make fu- everyone wants a vintage fuzz on their pedal board, but everyone actually knows that as soon as you hit it, you're going to disappear in the mix on 90% Mm. of vintage fuzzes. And that's why modern fuzzes start to integrate controls like blends, like, Mm -hmm. I don't don't know, like EQs with sort of mid controls. That's why every new fuzz pedal that comes out, they have a little bit that says, unlike the, you know, the original (laughs) ones that might make you do this. We've, we've put this in place. This is actually kind of a vintage inspired old fuzz that does all the things that the original does, but also thinks about how it could be applied to modern music. I really like it. I really like that I'm getting that without the fuzz also being in a super sci-fi modern chassis that's, you know, that's claiming to be a reinvention of fuzz. This is just cool, classic vintage, but also usable. It's like someone's put a a working truss rod in an old K guitar, you know, it's it's that it's uh, I love it. I'm a big fan of this. Some people, some people would argue that, Oh, it's, it's too big and the size is inconvenient in today's pedal world. But I'm here to tell you, I am here for inconvenient pedals. <laughs> that, I, that's just, I, I, I would absolutely I agree. I, I think we're past go, that. I think yeah. we're past that. I think the like 2010, around then, everyone was like, yeah, only small pedals. That's when micro pedals had their thing. But I think now everyone's just bought bigger pedal boards and accepted that you just need to buy a bigger pedal board. If I just you use well, I think people realize better that- ones. Sorry. I just think people realize that using mini pedals, well, they have their application, undoubtedly, but the the shine has worn off, right? Yeah. If your mini pedal has more than two knobs on it, it's harder to use. Mm-hmm. It just is. Even There's some that sound fantastic, and it's great that they're compact and all that, but you, they're just not that fun to use when they're that small. And I know this is on the extreme end, but honestly, if you were going to try to pack all of this into a fuzz that was any smaller, it would be hard to use. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I, okay. I love this pedal. I love that. Actually, I've, I've fallen more in love with this pedal. Just talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> <Me too. laughs> I've definitely talked myself into this one now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. 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 Next one. Then um, I'll take this one. The next one is the most popular pedal on reverb.com i am talking about the strymon cloudburst who'd have thought a pedal that matt you didn't even oh no no philip you didn't think this should be in the top 11 until i told you it was one of the most popular pedals on on reverb 
I feel like it came out and there was like a buzz for like three days and then just. Isn't and, that every pedal launch? <laughs> <laughs> some, some, yes, some, some, absolutely. But this one, I felt like a lot of people are like, "Oh, that's really cool. It's this one algorithm from the the big sky that we like." Sort of. Oh, it's just that one algorithm. Okay. And walked away from it. And like, I didn't see it on anyone's pedal board. I didn't really see any demos of it, like trickling out after the launch of it. I just, I felt like it fizzled. But then you, when you told me it was like the best selling pedal on reverb, uh, I was confused. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I think, I guess it's almost in some ways, as you say, it's, it's an algorithm taken from the big sky that I think maybe a lot of people kind of, forgot about i don't you know people still buy the big sky uh, you don't see it on as many pedal boards lots of people have bought other things you know we are yeah. fickle creatures that change our minds every five seconds but i think things like the anderson's video they got really behind it you know it i think this just picked a sound and did it really really well and it was a, just a cool ambient pedal that just worked and it didn't need a lot of tweaking and that's what people liked and of course it added a couple of extra things like i think it had the modulation the kind of um i can't remember what they call it now but like the chorus effect on there um and a couple of other bits as well but like you say i think a lot of people bought it really quickly and went yeah that's cool i'll keep it off yeah that's cool i'm gonna sell it really quickly um because a lot of the stuff i think that sold on reverb was a mixture of new and secondhand but being so new you're like where does all the secondhand stuff come from so i you know i think it's a very cool pedal i'm I, i guess in some ways i'm also like yeah i don't loads of hype straight away and then no one really talking about it but i also think that's probably because so much stuff comes out is it exciting enough for me as a reverb pedal based on the other things that we've talked about based on other reverb pedals I've got probably not, but um, I think it's nice that they are bringing some of the algorithms from the big sky into compacts. This yeah. is the same um, thing as the HX one is doing. Exactly. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, and, and we were almost talking about it on the other side of the coin from that. I, I think let's not underestimate that the big sky is, probably the most popular reverb pedal of all time um, yeah but at the same time the most well known with the hx1 you got everything in a smaller enclosure right yeah all of it so mm. it, it's like if i had to pick uh a a pedal that does reverb out of just this list we've got i'm going hx1 or mercury x before i ever think about the cloudburst yeah yeah mm. Yeah, that's fair I, enough. I think they did it with, when this came out. I said this to a few people like, this is cool, and this is something that people have been asking for mm-hmm. four years ago. <laughs> yes, that's the problem. Yeah, you know, that's, um, that's a good point. It and I, I have to, I have to imagine that's part of why it's being so popular on reverb. Is I, I feel like as we kind of discussed off air the same one just keeps selling and selling and selling (laughs) selling. (laughs) you know i don't think it's bad that's not bad but at 279 this is not where my money's going right i'd rather get a big sky so like like, oh i'm sorry go ahead uh, i I was just gonna say here's here's an interesting thing Uh, the facebook uh uh, votes obviously they they have lots of votes from people the patreon is only gonna have so many it's a smaller audience there are only two things on the effects list that have received no votes. 
One of them is the Strymon Cloudburst. Oh, wow. Interesting. Um, interestingly enough, the other one is the Meris Mercury X. Oh, interesting. That's kind of wild. I wonder if that has to do with the opposite of what we've talked about with some of the guitars. Whereas I think Maris is more, a more popular US company. Right. At least mm. currently. And a lot of your audience is UK based, well, you know, more on, so than Philippines. Oh, about, no, really? It's about 80% US. Um, Interesting. On, on, the pa- okay. on the Patreon. Well, so that theory I, can go in the I trash think with can. The then. Cloudburst, I, I think with the Cloudburst, it was one of those things, like you said, Blake, a lot of people wanted it four years ago. Mm-hmm. And it may have been one of those things that people said they wanted, but really, once they got it, they were like, oh, now I only have this sound, and I've you know, got all this money wrapped up into this one sound. I still don't get the other things I wanted. It like is a little too focal pointed at this one thing, which is can be cool. I think Universal Audio has done a great job taking some of their stuff and whittling them down to single pedals, which incidentally, none of them made our top 11 list. So maybe, maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> but um, I, I do think it was one of those things that people thought they wanted. Then they realized it was so niche and so segmented that it wasn't exactly what they wanted. Right. And I... You know, he's a friend, so I take this with a grain of salt. But I'm like, ah, you could just get an Eterna, you know, yeah. and it's way less, and it does the trick, you know. So that's. I think it's it's. I think reverb is. There's so many reverb pedals now, and mm-hmm. so many ones coming out, and it's sort of like, where do you? I mean, even just as we said, I think what today, yesterday, Polly, you know, and this sort of. Um, convolution reverb that they've come out and doing something different and it's just like there's a lot of choice and i think people are just going do i want a reverb that does one sound or do i want something that does lots of sounds uh and i think this is a great pedal but i think again kind of similar to in some ways what was what i said about hx once is it's not actually really done anything new because you could already buy this sound effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, they've just in multiple different it. ways too. In multiple different ways, mm-hmm. you know. So, you know, oh, I just I'm not sure about that as a as a negative when we've been saying how great the HX1 is. No, That's but it. I said exactly the same thing yeah. for HX1. I said that I I don't know if you can call HX1 gear of the year or right. pedal of the year because it hasn't actually really done anything hmm. new. Yeah. Yeah. Like you but, could buy an HX effects and it does basically the same thing. Yeah. But you've in but the HX one's like uh defense on that, you know, it does lots of things. Like Philip said earlier, it does lots of things. This does one thing and yeah. it's more money. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Yeah. Okay, okay. Well that's the Stroyman Cloudburst. A bit more mixed there. Let's move on to the next one. Blake, um, you are gonna take this one for yeah. us. It's our friends at Chase Bliss. Yes, so we're talking about a pedal which I, I, I know we talked about maybe not including it, and uh, it's hard not to because this is a pedal that I I don't know if this is where it came from, but I know for a fact that I've seen multiple forum people as soon as Chase Bliss did you know the stuff with uh, Cooper effects and the kind of tape degradation things and. A lot of people's joking response was, well, what's next? Are they going to make a pedal that does degradated MP3s? You know? <laughs> and uh, the answer to that is, of course they are. <laughs> so <laughs> that's kind of what I wanted to talk about. It's hilarious that 
I don't know that Joel spends a lot of time lurking in forums. I don't think he probably does these days. I think he kind of takes the route of, I want to make this, and that's what I'm going to make. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I- I'm sure that's crossed his desk a time or two. Um, and when he saw, I don't know how long that Good Hertz plugin that this is. It's a, I guess we should say this is a collaboration between Good Hertz, which is a plugin company, and Chase Bliss, and uh, which is also I think worth talking about. So what this is is the Chase Bliss Lossy, and basically this gives you control over digital artifacts. So sometimes, have you ever exported an MP3 and had it be not what it was once you finished your project? This will kind of give you control over that weird glitchiness, those weird artifacts that we used to try to avoid. But much like guitarists are you know, putting lo-fi on everything these days, this is um, basically a, a... Oh, look at that. Phillips got his... Uh, his uh, Generation, uh, generation loss. loss. Which which version is that? That's this the, is the uh, Mark II. Yeah, ah, so cool. Yes, yeah, it's great. But, like we're obsessed with destroying sound, and this is just another way to destroy sound in a way that some people find interesting and appealing. And even it sounds weird to say, but fellas, we're getting old, and a lot of us have some nostalgia for the era that this is kind of harkening back to—the early two mm, thousands, late nineties. You know. Um, but even more interesting, I think th- I've wondered about this for a long time. There are a lot of plug-in companies out there making very interesting, unique sounds that have never been available in Stompbox form. And I wonder if we're seeing the beginning of some of those companies breaking into the hardware world, because I've thought that this might happen years ago, and now it's finally actually happened. I Maybe it's happened before, and I'm just not aware. But oh, this I, is the I first. I would love that. I would love yeah. that. There's a plugging company called Things who make just it really interesting, weird, uh, sort of like tremolos, cassette things, w- weird artifacty reverbs. I'd love to see some of their stuff in pedal form. I'd mm-hmm. love to see an expansion of exactly that. Um, so there's this there's this small uh, plug-in company called Neural DSP that makes these really great amp sims that I'd love to be put into about. a product. Like I don't know, the Quad Cortex would be great. That's sorry, not I'm what done. I'm talking about. That is <laughs> no, I know, it. I know you're not. I'm sorry. I had to take the shot while it was there, though. <laughs> but like more so, like things like uh, like some of the sound toy stuff, right? Like the crystallizer. Like mm-hmm. how cool would that be to have in a pedal? That'd be awesome. But I don't think the technology was really the, the reason a lot of that hasn't existed in pedal form is because processing power wasn't there yet, but we're getting to the point where it definitely is. So I wonder if we'll see more of these collaborations. Like, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but it, to me, it's like, Hey, you could probably patch some of the Valhalla reverbs in theory. You know, if the, if Maris and Valhalla got together, well, it seems like you could probably get some of those patches into that pedal yeah. theoretically i have no idea i'm totally spitballing just random yeah, yeah. ideas but i think the lossy might signify a, a turning point with some of that stuff and while i don't know that i could say it's gear of the year necessarily i think it's such an interesting concept if people are willing to kind of open up and actually explore it rather than writing it off from the the get-go because so many people are into the gen loss people are like yes that's such a cool idea well i know i don't want the digital version of it <laughs> like, I, wait, uh, <laughs> yeah it's it's 
I've, re- I mean, to be fair, I love this because I think it's the best looking pedal they make. I mean, oh, look it's at that gorgeous. Color. It's just, yeah, it's gorgeous. And I mean, the, you know, the main shot on their website is like, it's next to a couple of Tamagotchis, you know, it's like, oh, it's tugging at my heartstrings. Everyone, ha- I loved my Tamagotchi. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I just, I kind of, I prefer this over the Gen Loss because I like the idea of their kind of, I, I guess, yeah, that sort of digital vintage age as if it were you know things from like 20 25 years ago rather than like the tape stuff mm-hmm. um i think this is because loads of people have done or are doing lo-fi pedals and that kind of tape thing and that vhs look and i'm just this covers something different and again it's just chase bliss kind of leading the way they're following their format they're following their style you get tons of control I would say in some ways too much control because even <laughs> I've, you know, I've had a mood mark one for ages and still haven't really dived into everything it can do. Um, you know, it's just a cool pedal. And it's, I think for me, it's one of those ones that you could plonk straight on a pedal board. You never really have to read the manual, but it will do some cool sounds. And the more you use it, the, the, the better it will get, but kind of what we're saying with the Chroma console, this is great outboard gear. Yeah. yeah, and I think mm-hmm. this is the thing: is they're like, this is something that you can manipulate sound with. It doesn't have to be for guitarists, and I think they kind of show that off in some of the videos they've done recently, where you've got people singing through it or playing drums through it. Or whatever, I'm not you know. sure anyone who's done a gig has ever owned a Chase Bliss pedal. But the uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I so have to disagree. <laughs> yeah, well. Well, Well, so about that, it's one of the things I love about what they're doing at Chase Bliss, even though I'm going to be, I'm going to be real here. And this is, this is from someone who likes Chase Bliss, owns several Chase Bliss pedals. I feel like they've stopped trying to market to guitar players directly Mm. and they're marking towards just musicians Mm -hmm. and they're giving you tools to do something. And, and Joel comes up with a cool idea and he says, all right, let's do it. Because I think Joel has realized he's been through enough, he's been here long enough, and he's been doing these really innovative things long enough that he goes, let's do it. It'll sell at least to start with. We'll see how it works. And then if it doesn't work, we discontinue and we move on. We go to the mm-hmm. next thing. And that's fine. He's he's put himself in a position where he gets to try things no other company is willing to take a risk on. Mm-hmm. And it's a beautiful place to be. Um, for example, I'm a, I said this in the last episode. I'm a boomer stuck in a millennial's body. You know why I like the Gen Loss? When I play guitar through it, I sound like an old blues record. Right. That's why I like the Gen Loss. I get to sound like my heroes playing blues. Now, I guarantee that Joel did not think about blues guitarists when he was making the <laughs> Gen, Gen Loss. Or, you know, that's not how that was developed. But it works. And I think that they're in such a cool place where they get to say, let's just try things. If it doesn't sell, it's okay. Yeah. We'll discontinue it. We'll move on. And I, I don't know that I'm sold on the lossy. I'm more selling Ch- Chase Bliss at this point. Um, I think it's very cool. I think it'll be interesting to see what it does long term or if it becomes one of those things they would say, oh, we tried it. It was kind of cool, but we moved on. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. A very, very cool pedal. Um, just maybe not their best one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it does. Okay. Next up. Next up. Um, JHS. It wouldn't be Gear of the Year without JHS making an appearance. 
in what is once again one of the greatest marketing ideas as Josh Scott is so very good at. One of the best marketing ideas of the year. We are talking about the Noticlon, dear listener. That is JHS making a clon style pedal. And they had to go a step further because so many companies have done that, including them. And they did it in kit form, a solderless DIY kit. The solderless kit is so cool that even the spanner that comes with it is actually part of the PCB board <laughs> that you sort of pop mm-hmm. out and then use to assemble the pedal. It's So you don't need any tools and it doesn't require any soldering. So it's just like a fun experience, you know. It's just like building a, a thing I'd, that you get in a magazine subscription or something, like a bit of a Lego experiment. But at the end of building it, you get a fantastic Josh Scott JHS clon style pedal the not a clon they released the first three thousand and they sold out almost immediately um they're anticipating a second third and fourth batches to ship between january and through to february of next year my goodness my goodness they're even doing a christmas gift you can you can uh, download a christmas gift placeholder off of the website <laughs> for, for, <laughs> for people who can get <laughs> this is a genius idea it's a fantastic pedal it, it sounds excellent they haven't just made it a clon they've included a little mod switch in there the shamrock mod switch which increases the overall gain by four decibels which gives you a boost in mid frequencies as well uh, this is brilliant also the price is 80 pounds which yeah. I assume is $99. Correct, yeah, yeah. So it's mm-hmm. £80, $99. That is absolutely fantastic. There's probably no better Clon clone that you can buy on the market at that price point. Wow, what a genius idea. What a bri- what, This is the thing that we'll remember from 2023. Oh, yeah. I, we'll still be making yeah. jokes about it for sure for many yeah. years. Yep. I, um, I guess I, I, I'm going to be slightly controversial and go, I couldn't care because I'm just like, it's another clon clone, but I love it because of the marketing and everything that Josh does in the way that he pushes that brand and, you know, has pushed that whole thing out to people. I'm like, do I like the pedal? No. Do I like the idea and the design, the marketing? Absolutely. Um, You know, I think if you put it up against, other pedals and i was gonna line them all up and go which one would i buy because it's the gear of the year <laughs> yeah it wouldn't be this one <laughs> sure but, sure but in terms of like a launch and a phenomenon and just everything i'm like it's it's very good yeah it's very, everything's very, very good. i say it again everything's better with a story and I've Absolutely. said that I've said that about both of the products that jhs has had a hand in in this list mm-hmm they build narratives better than anyone else in the industry. Right. Absolutely. And I think it's people buy from people. Yes. And lots of people like like Josh, you know, I've worked with him really closely. And, you know, when he's done videos on Boss and we've always collaborated on that sort of stuff and, and helped him out. And uh, I think it's genius and, you know, good on him. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, Honestly, if you if you had pitched me that if I was sitting there and working at JHS and you pitched me this idea, I'd be like, I would have done the same thing. I'd have been like, let's make a, you know fifteen hundred, three thousand of them uh, at there. You know, for a small company, I know that sounds like a lot. Um, they're a larger operation. They're not 
still a big company by any stretch. That's uh, that's tough to say about most companies in this industry, honestly. Mm. Um, but they're a larger boutique brand, and I would have said, yeah, let's make fifteen hundred, three thousand of them, and and see what happens. Mm. Um, I I kind of doubt they expected the the I I believe them one hundred percent when they're like, wow. We didn't think you were going to like it this much, you know, type <laughs> yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, I wouldn't. I would have had soft expectations for it, but I've like, been like, "Let's do it. It'll be fun." But it, I think it just proves that people just want to support the company, right? Because it's something that you have to do. Most people buy pedals for that immediate gratification thing. You can plug it in and immediately change your sound. I know that's why I got into pedals at first. The fact that I got to spend 15 minutes putting it together, it's like, eh, you know, I could see why some people wouldn't want to do it. In fact, I saw many people be like, charge me an extra $50 so I don't have to put it together. <laughs> you know? Like, But at the same time, I think it is a pretty cool like project that what a, what a better way to spend an afternoon. You're snapping some PCBs together. You get a basic idea for how a pedal is actually constructed, you know, and you can kind of see what goes into it mm-hmm. a little bit, um, ignoring a lot of the harder parts of it, of course, yeah, but of you can course. at least see how they're constructed and have a better idea of what goes into that process. Um, I, I think all that's really clever. Uh, is it gear of the year for me? I, I feel the same as Matt. Yeah, it's a clone clone. I mean, I love clones, but I have... I have some. Well, I'm good. Yeah. I, I you think know? if I was going to buy a clone clone this year, I wish I'd bought the uh, Tumnus Germanium. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> for for me, it's if this were uh, guitar industry stories of the year, this would be this would be it. Oh, sure. This would absolutely yeah. be. They outsold the original clone in the first five days. It com- there's there's like eight thousand original clones ever made. They reached that number in five days. Mm-hmm. So, I and if you had just told me, because think about take away the the build it yourself, the DIY, the IKEA aspect of it. If they had just launched a three series clon, if they had just if that's all they had done, they had done it, which is essentially what this is. Yeah. It's a JHS three series clone that you build yourself rather than them shipping it to you. And they had shipped it at ninety nine dollars like they do all of the other three series pedals. I don't think this sells half as many units. Mm. Right. I think, think the stories. story is the most interesting part, not the pedal. Yeah. Well, itself. I think you're right because half of that is the time of year. I mean, yeah. this is the perfect gift for guitarists. What a lovely thing like to get. It's it's. It's more than just a pedal because it's the experience of building it. I That's appreciate what point. we're saying, you know, like yeah. about like about like people wanting a, you know, to to just have one ready to go. But as a Christmas Day experience, I think this is lovely. You're absolutely right. Agreed. I, is this something that I would buy myself? Probably not. I I didn't. But if I received one as a gift, I'd be stoked. Yeah, I'd be super stoked. It's it's way better than the guitar shaped spatula or guitar printed <laughs> necktie that your aunt and uncle want to buy you. I've got, uh, I've got guitar shaped teaspoons. That's oh my gosh! Nice. That's my ultimate gift from nice. a relative. Nice. <laughs> they don't work properly. You can't. You can't even. No. You, know, you can't measure a, a. You know, a spoon for the sugar for you. Especially if they're acoustic. They got that hole in the middle. It's useless. <laughs> Ah, yes. This recipe calls for one telecaster of sugar. <laughs> <laughs> 
Since 2010, Music Nomad Equipment Care has been making premium and innovative guitar care products used and trusted every day by top guitar repair shops, guitar makers and touring techs in over 50 countries. Pro quality but affordable, Music Nomad is also the go-to for countless guitar players around the globe to help their guitars look, sound and play their best. After two years of research and development and in collaboration with top guitar repair shops, Music Nomad developed in 2021 the Keep It Simple setup aka KISS and now thousands of guitar players from beginners to pros have learned how to set up their own guitar. They demystified the guitar setup process by developing innovative precision gauges and tools combined with step-by-step general guidelines anyone can follow and set up their guitar to play and sound great. With their KISS method and their gauges, you can check the vital areas of your guitar and use their toolkits to perform your own setups. They have a 24-page instructional booklet available in seven languages, downloadable for free, and many how-to videos, both by setup tasks as well as many complete setup video tutorials for popular brands such as Fender, Gibson, Taylor, PRS, and more. Not only is it fun, but a properly set-up guitar takes your playing and sound to a whole new level. Learn more at musicnomadcare.com. Their website has a very cool setup hub section where you can find everything you need to know so you can start setting up your guitar properly. Follow them on social media at, at musicnomadcare. Kiss your guitar with Music Nomad's Keep It Simple Setup. Okay. Okay. So there's the Nauticlon then. Kind of a bit mixed feelings. We all agree it's a, a lovely, wonderful story, but uh, but maybe not quite, you know, a, a great enough pedal mm. to make Gear of yeah. the Year. Next up, something that could well be Gear of the Year. Certainly, our listeners are big fans. It's uh, it's something from from Boss Matthew. Yes. Another, yeah, we, I think Boss all in all had, we did 20 product launches this mm-hmm. year. So you guys um, went crazy. Can, can I pause just real quick? Because I have to give a little bit of story to this that I think <laughs> yeah. everyone will appreciate. So Matt and I recorded a, a Tone Mob episode earlier this year prior to this coming out. The SDE, I think, had just dropped. And I was like, whoo, like so excited. And then Matt gave me a teaser like <laughs> on, on the screen. And uh, I, we couldn't talk a lot about it, and we were we'd already spent like forty five minutes catching up before the podcast, so we kind of had to get into it. Um, but I've been waiting to hear this from you since you teased me. I wanted to hear it from you. <laughs> what is going on here? I saw the marketing. I I don't know if any other pedal quite grabbed me by the heartstrings the way this thing did this year, but I've been waiting to hear it from from you personally. So I'm, I've been very Aww. excited for this moment. Yeah, I better not ruin it. Um, <laughs> do you know? Do you know what? I will also um, I will also say that uh, you know we launched two delays very close together, and actually this isn't my personal favorite. My personal favorite is the one we ended up taking off to put in the Chroma console, which mm-hmm. is the SDE three thousand, which I absolutely love. Oh, Matt, original. you are wrong. I love the story. You're wrong. Um, <laughs> but I would say, in terms of what this pedal has done for this 
type of effect, I think it's groundbreaking. I think it does. This is the best so analog much. delay pedal ever made. I think yeah. oh, that is probably factual. <laughs> uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is the Boss DM101. We spent loads of time on this. This took, I think it took 18 months, maybe two years, because it is a stereo, all analog, fully BBD um delay with digital control and to be able to offer proper stereo delay and delay modes it needed eight bbds and all of those bbds needed to be calibrated um for the kind of best possible performance um so actually since then the walrus audio have done a analog delay machine but it's stereo in and stereo out and the thing with that is it means that even though it's got the same amount of bbds you have to split the bbds to be able to perform stereo in and stereo out so while this is mono in stereo out it allows us to utilize all eight bbds for longer delay times more variation analog modulation and then adding the digital control in there means that you've then got memories you've got midi you've got you know you've got presets it ticks all of the boxes you could want from a delay pedal and it's still analog. Um, for me, you know, and I owned a Chase Bliss Tonal Recall for ages, which mm-hmm. was supposed to be like the name in analog delays. I've got a deluxe memory man. And when I was talking to the engineers, I said, if there's one pedal it needs to sound better than, it's an original deluxe memory man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was the <laughs> first thing I AB'd it against. And I was like, yes, it, it, it just... It has all the same magic. It has that kind of great halo effect to it. You know, it does the DM1. It does the DM2. It does the Deluxe Memory Man. It does a Space Echo in analog form with 10 different head combinations. Um, you know, it does true analog panning temp uh, delay. It does pattern delays, all analog. It's just... Yeah, if you love delays, this for me is the one. Well, the one. And And that was worth worth the wait. (laughs) It sounds great in mono, but it sounds unbelievable in stereo. Absolutely unbelievable. This return to the kidney bean style, I know it's not quite, but it's certainly inspired by that original look. I I just think it's a gorgeous chassis and it's just such a feature packed pedal i am a big fan very very briefly i was just you know sort of looking at it and you know checking out how much they're going for second hand you know what are people are saying about them and it brings up all the all the youtube videos i hate youtube guitarists dear listener i think they are the lowest <laughs> form of sensationalist humans on the planet but um this is real testament to josh scott and what a good person he is because these are like the titles that come up to me because youtube guitarists have always got to be saying the most controversial thing so so here's this title it's like a watch this before you buy the boss dm 101 <laughs> another title is but does it deliver the boss dm101 we know they're all saying the same thing but everyone's got to be sensationalist and then there's josh scott his title is boss created the world's greatest analog delay (laughs) he doesn't need to be controversial he's just saying what it is youtube guitarists maybe try that just say the thing that you're doing but that doesn't yeah. get the clicks, Joe. <laughs> sure, sure. It doesn't get Has the clicks. Has anyone tried? Has anyone tried not putting a sensationalist title yes. on their YouTube video? Yes, and they'd get buried. Yeah. Well, 
So you, this listen was to my the- latest interview with Philip McKnight for more on that. So I'm dead. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm halfway through that one right now, actually. Um, so this was the pedal, and this is going to sound awful, but this is the one this year that I was the most prepared to poo-poo on. Really? This is the one. This is the pedal that I was the most ready to be get off my lawn about. Um, I, I something something about the idea of this much going into an analog delay. Like to me, analog delay is this very simple, very beautiful, very like. I don't know. I, I hold it in a lot of reverence for analog delay. I love analog delay. And I was really scared of th- this many features, this much extra being thrown in and ruining right. the, the You felt like it was them it. trying to make it into a digital delay. Right, right. So it, much it, stuff. I, I, I was worried it was going to be like, I know where you're coming from. Them turning a DM2 into an RE202 kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? To, to put it in pure boss terms. And then I heard it and holy shit. I was all of that went out the window. It sounds incredible. I've not bought one yet. It's one of those things that I hope to one day end up in the right position to get one. Uh, But it does the thing. And I don't care what you say. The thing is, it does that. (laughs) It just, it doesn't, it all comes down to how does it sound? And it's uncanny. It's, and I, again, I was ready to hate this product completely, and yeah. I I adore it. Yeah, it's 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 fantastic. It really, really is. And yeah. a lot of time and a lot of effort went into. Well, I mean, it goes into everything that w- that we do, but certainly uh, this one. It was yeah, really so, wanted to make sure it it was perfect because we knew that it was it had to be to be compete with you know all the other great analog yeah. pedals that are out there. It's also so, uh, properly inconveniently sized. Uh, yes. yes, exactly. <laughs> so I was going to say, is there, I, I, I mean, like I said, my heart like fell in love with this thing from the moment you temporarily flashed it on screen uh, all those months ago. Uh, looking at it now, now that it's what? been out, now that we've heard it, do, is there being, and Matt, you're not going to be able to probably answer this, but like realistically, can you find anything not to like about it because i can't it's beautiful it sounds awesome uh it has all the things that i want it you know if it could do i don't really care that it's mono in i think i like i like stereo in stereo out but also as long as you got stereo out i can make it work Mm -hmm. like i can i can make that easily fit into something that i would want to do i can't find anything i don't like about this it is stunning to look at I, yeah, I, I love it. I love I think, it. Um, I think anything that people have found or people have spoke to me, it's just like, sure, but it would it would just be like crazy expensive, for example. It would just be like, you know, like I said, if, if it was stereo in, stereo out, you know, there would be reasons why we couldn't do that. We couldn't have the same functions or features. Um, so I definitely think it's we made sure it ticked all the boxes. I think it's basically, I think you did, you know, I think you did it. And sure not only did you try to do it, you did it. You hit it. Yeah. It's and great. Blake, you did can it. do stereo, you can do stereo in, you just need to buy a second one. Ah, You're absolutely you right. Go. You know what? <laughs> I love the way you think. That's great. <laughs> that is perfect. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. And MIDI sync them, and because MIDI in and out for analog delay. <clears throat> yeah, I've, mm-hmm. I've actually seen a lot of uh, like keyboard players or producers um, syncing this up to like Ableton and doing MIDI synced analog delay and stuff wow. like that as well, which I think is very cool. So a lot oh. of um, yeah, a lot of kind of people doing stuff with like drum machines and like you know old school um, sort of dance music and stuff like that have been syncing this to MIDI, uh, and also a lot of um, modular guys have been syncing it for MIDI as well. So. I think that's a big thing. Having MIDI synced analog delay makes a really yeah. big, really big difference. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's the Bustian 101. So we're on to the last thing on this list, and then we're going to take a look at how how the cards are falling. How our point system is, is being scored. So last one on the list, Philip, why don't you tell us what it is? You insisted on this one being on here. I, I did, and uh, I, I'm, I'm mildly self-conscious after the AMP episode, but doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm going to talk about it anyway. So, in what felt like the year of the analog delay, seriously, felt like the year of the analog delay, T-Rex brought back the sound of ages, the sound that inspired so many guitarists to play electric guitar. They brought back the Benson Echo Rack. Yeah. This is a massive endeavor. This is so incredibly important to have been brought back. It, they, people have remade the RE201. People have remade the Echo Plex. People have remade so many vintage mechanical delays either in a um pedal format uh you know digitally recreating them typically no one had brought back the echo wreck the the drum style delay and benson i forgot how many uh years t-rex said it took them to get this right but it was a it was many many years of development they've developed a product that recreates a spinning drum uh with a piece of wire that gets magnetized and read by the heads around the circle i've actually added a head that the benson did not originally have it's got this is properly meant to be either a pedal or a piece of outboard gear because it's got balanced in and out XLRs on the back. It is, they, they expect this to be a studio tool, right? Mm-hmm. But this is a sound that is very, very hard to recreate. Um, even digitally, I have the, the, uh, Volante, and I love the Volante. It's one of my favorite delay pedals of all time because it recreates this, to very good effect, but it's still not quite there. And to have it come back properly, actually, I think Thorpe and I talked about this when he was on the 40 watt podcast, because this is just released. And, you know, Thorpe has a few, a few vintage Echorex. <laughs> and uh, we got to talking about those and just the painstaking detail they went into recreating this extremely expensive piece of gear. I, let's, oh, yeah. Bar none, $2,100 uh, USD. I don't know what it is there in the UK. $1,800. So that that almost does a dollar for, do- dollar for pound yeah. conversion. It's very expensive. It has been sold out and back ordered since it released. Just so you can't keep them in stock. It is expensive. There's no yes. two ways about it. But quick browse on Reverb. If you'd like to get an original one. You could spend nine grand. Oh, so See, yes. Now that is know. a great point. Yep. Well, do you know I, what I, when I was listening to that, I was thinking 
Echo Fix did their tape echo, which was uh-huh. an RE201, and it was as much money as you could buy an RE201. Uh, I know the price has been up and down on RE201, and sometimes it's been cheap, and so, you know, I guess they're 40-odd year old units that could have some issues but that's the kind of quirkiness and the charm you know they but they were the same money and i think yeah. the thing is is the benson stuff is so expensive and was so rare and so limited because don't forget like <clears throat> space echoes we made space echoes from 77 to 1990 mm-hmm. right <laughs> so actually we made them for a very long time benson that those companies kind of died that they they ceased to exist so i think bringing this back in the same way i think this is just a great feat of engineering for actually i know it's not cheap but a great price yeah because, it's reasonable money for what it is you know i think for everything they've put in that and there's probably not many off-the-shelf parts. I think it's amazing. I love the fact they put a foot switch on it, so you could put it on a pedal board. <laughs> it's adorable. Um, <laughs> I didn't even realise there was a foot I, switch. Um, yeah. I love this. I think this is... Uh, it is actually, if anyone's listening to this going, I've got the money, I'm sold. Uh, Anderton's actually have stock. Oh. Um, Ooh. So, yeah, I think this is... This is a real winner for me. I think this is very cool. Um, it's nice to see them bringing this in back into the world. Yeah. Um, I mean, like you say, there's Volante, there's uh, Gurus. Obviously, I think their Ecosex range has the uh-huh. kind of that Binson thing in it. But it's kind of like RE202 and RE2 are amazing. But when you plug in an original one, there is a kind of analog connection you have by feeling and seeing that tape go round, and i think it's the same here so it's a lot of money if you can afford it great uh mick and dan uh that pedal show did a cool video on it they used it as outboard gear as well it sounded awesome and uh you know what if you can afford to have one get one i i I would 100 i i own uh an re201 and I had to do a lot of a lot of work getting it up and running because I bought it sort of not it was functioning but barely kind of thing mm. limping along. That's how I got a decent deal on it, and I got it up and running. It sounds incredible. And uh, Jason Fuzzmonger, for those of you who know Jason, loaned mm. me his RE two hundred two because I did not own one so that I could compare them back and forth. Oh, right, and you're right. Cool. Yeah, the 202 sounds phenomenal. And in a way, it does some things that obviously the 201 can't. But there's this, at, there's this, I don't know, there's this, this thing that it does, the, the physical unit. I have this physical delay addiction. And I know this. I also own a, a full tone tube tape echo. Um, but the RE. 201, it does the thing that the 202 can't quite get because I don't think any circuit will ever get that little idiosyncrasy quite right. And it's the same thing with this delay. This is a physical moving part that is going to behave a certain way that can be very difficult to replicate in a digital environment. Mm -hmm. And it's going to sound a certain way. And if that is the sound you want, if that's the thing you're doing, especially if you're your studio work or you run a studio this is how you get it. And honestly, if if David Gilmore had played the 201 instead of the Benson Echo Rec, we might not be having this conversation. Maybe not. 
Maybe. But but he didn't. This is the conversation we're having. Mm-hmm. The other yeah. side of this is, who is this for, right? This is yeah. not for, like we talked about with several products on this, this is not for going to play at a gig at a smoky bar no. somewhere. It's not what this is for. This is for, in the high-end, like, or even medium and studio world, this is like, well, yeah, it's a, it's a fair bit of money, but I've got more than that in compressors. You're like, you know, there's right. microphones that are way more expensive than this. There are chairs, in studio chairs and studio furniture that are <laughs> way, way, way more expensive than this that didn't take the same amount of time that this took. So in a studio yeah. context, it's kind of right That's in there. Excellent point. Yeah. Yeah. It's very affordable. So that's why I, I think it's really important when we talk, because we do, we take cost into consideration. And I know that I'm the guy that added a $6,000 amplifier to the amplifier list, <laughs> um, but I was that excited about it. Uh, and I am that excited about this, even though I don't know that I'll ever buy one. I would love to buy one, but I'm going to have to be in a very particular position to be able to make this work. But I think it's very exciting and very important that it's being made again and made available. Sure. Sure. Yeah, I can totally appreciate that. Yeah. Well. All right. Okay. Well, that is, that's the full 11. The Thorpey ER2, the Line 6 HX1, the Meris Mercury X, the Electroharmonics Lizard Queen, the Hologram Chroma Console, the Fender Shields Blender, the Striving Cloudburst, the Chase Bliss Lossy, the JHS Nautilon, the Boss DM101, and the T-Rex Binson Echo Wreck. That just leaves us to kind of work out where our top threes are. Matt, you're the only one who hasn't scored yet no, on the board. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll go first because maybe if I talk through my... I mean, basically, I loved pretty much everything that came out this year and there's so much we didn't cover and there was so much even on the short list from even smaller builders. There's just so much great stuff. Yeah, Like, people are just... You know, I know, obviously, uh, Blake, you know, you're really close to to Brian and he was one of the kind of original, like early on boutique guys, certainly online and kind of putting that book together and spreading the information and internet has just really massively helped people be better at building guitar pedals because there's a wealth of really great information out there and they're kind of in some ways easier to build than all the tools you might need to build a guitar so there's just so much good stuff yeah and i really feel this year people have stepped it up in terms of what's available now i haven't marked the hx1 i love it but it doesn't feel like it's gear of the year right so you're not going to assign any points to the well because I think, as I said, it hasn't really done anything new, but it's a great bit of gear, and I love it. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm kind of going for stuff that is stuff that I want and I like and I think is very cool and I think is doing something different. Right. So I'm going to go with... I'm going to go... I'm going to go like this. People won't be able to see, but I'm going to talk through it. <laughs> um, and I didn't look at anyone else's columns. So in third place, I've gone for... Oh, no, wait. Hold on. I've marked the wrong one. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, I'm so oh, surprised Matt. right wow. now. <laughs> no, I've gone the wrong one. Uh, yeah, that was so, definitely not where I thought you were going to go at all. So. <laughs> in, in third place, I've gone with the Chase Bliss Lossy. Okay. I think it... Oh, I mean, it's pink, so sold instantly. <laughs> sure, um, sure. Yeah. I didn't really like the lo-fi tape thing. 
Um, and I thought it was getting a bit overdone. So I like the fact they've gone, well, we'll go for the lo-fi digital thing. I'm like, I'm in. Um, maybe it was the Tamagotchis. I don't know. But I really like this. I think it's, it's really got, fun to play. Like it's, it, it, it's yeah. really, really fun. I, so. you know, I like that. I love the free uh, options on it and doing something different to what's available and everything else. Uh, I think if this was the Mood Mark II, I might have put it in second or even first place because I love the Mood. It's one of my favorite pedals ever. Um, so in second place, I've gone with the Hologram Chroma Console. I love, again, I love the Microcosm. I think it's a wicked pedal. I think this is more usable. I think it's more accessible. I think it's got a greater range of cooler sounds on it and i think is a great multi-effects option for a pedal board uh-huh. uh, and then in first place i've gone with the dm101 because i think it's taken a classic analog design and bought it uh, and basically stamped its foot as this is the market leader this is the strongest one and i think as blake said there isn't anything it doesn't do yeah and i think every other pedal has had analog pedal has to make a compromise somewhere and this one feels like it's no compromises so uh that's my first place dm101 okay wow there you go all right okay philip you're next up all right so uh i i'm still struggling i'm sitting here looking at my numbers i think i was the first (laughs) to mark and i was also the first to move my marks and i i'm really struggling here as we started this episode i told y'all i didn't have any clear favorites in this category because i i sort of liked everything despite what my tone about some of these products may have sounded like i genuinely liked everything Uh um but when you start talking about what's the best of the year you have to try to be critical at some point right Mm -hmm. so i don't want anyone to think i didn't like anything on this list i did i like them all uh, I'd own them all if I could because I'm a junkie and I know who I am. But uh, I'm looking at my own picks right now and I'm really not sure. Uh, there's the part of me that wants to move votes for chaos because I I don't really have a horse in this race, really. Uh, so I just look at the I, – I, I want to reiterate something that Matt touched on a bunch, which mm-hmm. is the HX1 is cool, but it's just – and it's very useful, and I think we were very complimentary of it, rightfully so. But I just want to reiterate before everyone finally casts their votes. Yeah. It's not doing anything that hasn't already been done before by line six. You okay. know, it, it's just shrinking it's, it down it's just and making in a it a little format. I know. Yep. I know. Yep. But it's yep. a very it, it marks a change to the affordability at which you can have access to that sort of quality. I, I tell you what, I'm going to stop us here. I'm going to go through my picks. I'm going to let y'all go through yours. Then we can do all the uh, politicking we want yeah. to yeah, move that's true. people's that's votes the, that's around. I'm, I'm jumping, I'm jumping yeah, ahead. I'm sorry. Because uh, I, I, I'm going to stop. I was the one being very verbose about this because I'm I'm battling this, but I can change these. I could change them all. I could not select any of these three at all by the end. That's uh, true. So right now, at this exact moment, I have the Line 6 HX1 in first. I have the Boss DM101 as second. And because I had to vote my feelings and how excited I was about it when it came out, I'm still excited about it, even though it is so expensive. The the Benson Echo Rec, the T-Rex Benson Echo Rec, I have to remember that little mm-hmm. bit at the beginning. That's important. As third. That's where it stands right now. Okay. Okay. There's Philip. Cool. 
Blake, and here's the thing, Blake. I know that you're you, why you were trying to politic is because your number one is just being slightly elbowed out of the top three. <laughs> yes, and I, 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 I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna stand pretty firm. I feel no good, really yeah, talk good about us my into why so, we should because you're the so, you're the only one who's cast any votes for your number one. So you need to talk, right. you need to sell it, better. I do, I do. It's my job. So I just, yeah. So let's start from the bottom, and we'll work our way up here. So in third place, I have the Chroma Console for all the reasons stated. I think it's very unique. I've never really seen anything like it before, and I think it's just such a fun exploratory tool that isn't hard to explore either. It's very self-explanatory, and I think anyone could have a lot of fun with it and also maybe get, be inspired to create something that they never otherwise would have. And that's always the mark of a very, very great piece of gear is if that can pull new music out of people. And I think that one very much has the capability of doing that. So that's a, that's a great, great pedal. And I, I actually have a hard time even putting it at third. And I'm, I'm like you, Philip, I like everything on here. Yeah. I was the cloud burst. I'm kind of lukewarm on, but it sure it's still cool like it it is so i'm i had a hard time dialing down and picking exactly this this list here but moving on uh the dm101 is my second pick i love it um the only reason i wouldn't bring it to first place is because while i think it is the analog delay absolutely maximized yeah. it is still analog delay at the end of the day it's a sound that we have heard and have had access to in other forms for many many years um it's one of my favorite sounds on the planet and i think this is the absolute best analog delay that's ever existed but at the end of the day this is a sound we've heard before right and so that's why i had to put it number two instead of number one uh for number one i'm going with the maris mercury x for kind of the opposite reason. This has sounds in it that have never been available on a pedal board before. Uh, I know it's billed as a reverb pedal, but much like the LVX last year, it is actually a lot more than that. There's preamps in here. There's all kinds of other things in here that will literally allow you to build a full like signal chain if you want to. Uh, yeah. Would it replace every pedal on your board the way, say, a, a, like an HX, HX Effects does? No, but this actually has sounds inside of it that aren't available in multi-effects units. There's things that this reverb unit can do that have never been done before, to my knowledge, uh, and that is why I'm going to move it to gear of the year for me. Okay. 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 All right. Well, that's... that's the. <clears throat> All right. Well, this is a very good argument. The Mercury X has potentially been overlooked by the rest of us. Uh, we'll finish up with my top three. I'm going third place, the Hologram Chroma Console, more because of how everyone else has spoken about that than anything that I felt about that pedal. But I, yeah, I think it is really interesting, really cool, and deserved of a place. In second place, I'd put the DM101. And in first place, I'd gone for the Line 6 HX1. 
I, I, I'm totally understanding of, of everyone's arguments about the HX1. I just still think it's a cool, really exciting thing. I, like the sort of thing that, that, that countless people were going to purchase. It's going to appear on boards everywhere. We, you know, the, the, the H9 was the coolest thing in the world. It was one of the first single pedal multi effects that anyone ever had access to. But it was so expensive that it never appeared on people's boards. I just think this is going to become an essential, just a, just everywhere pedal. Um, for that reason, I love it very much. But I'm tempted to swap the DM101 and the and the and the H1 around. It wouldn't do much to the way this panned out, though. <laughs> you could, you could <laughs> also make an argument. I don't mean this the way it sounds. You could make an argument that the HX1 is just a more advanced Zoom multi-stomp. Yeah, yeah. You you will throw no shade on the Zoom multi-stomp here, sir. <laughs> I, I'm just saying. I, 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 think that's, I think that's why I didn't put any votes for it, because I've just... I love it. I, I love it. It's but funny because you have it, right? And you still uh, yeah, didn't yeah, yeah, vote yeah. for it. It's, but mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't say it's... I wouldn't say I don't know. We never set a criteria for what is gear of the year. No, so exactly because it can oh, no, be. It's it's yeah. So, yeah. so as it stands, as it stands, in third place would be the hologram chroma console. In second place would be the Line Six HX One, and in first place would be the Boss DM One Hundred One. That is how everything would would be. Should none of us choose to change our votes. It's worth noting that the DM101, we'd all have to change our votes for that not to win at this point. It's received second <laughs> place from three of us and first place from one of us, giving it nine points, which is, you know, that, that is one of the highest rated things that we've had so far this uh, this gear of the year. In fact, is it? The, oh, no, we had nine nine points was assigned to the Harmony Jupiter Thin Line in yeah. guitars. So, I, um, but that is I, I'm happy with that. Rating. I'm happy with that top three. Well, because Blake's also not. One, Blake's not. Blake what, feels that the Mercury X has a place in the top three. I more than more than the Mercury X has a place. I feel like the HX one doesn't have a place. Mm. Ah. I think um, mm-hmm. I th- in some ways I would say the Merc the Meris. I, I you know I would say if I'd have voted, f- I mean I voted for the Lossy, and I would be I'd move mine to the Meris, but I. I think all that does is then put the Chroma console and the Meris at uh, tiebreaker. Matt, tiebreaker. Matt, why don't you do that? And then we can use okay. our tie tiebreaker functionality. Okay. We but, should probably uh, use that because it's, you know, get other people involved. We haven't but, done but, that uh, yet. There's still you know, chaos to be I, had. I would, um, <laughs> I would say that Joel still, please send me a lossy. Oh, that'd be great. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So Joe, why don't we, why don't we just see where the tie break takes us and then uh, we'll, we'll take it from there. I just, yeah. it's, mm. it's weird. To, I mean, honestly, it's weird for me to, like I say, I'm actually more pulling right now. I'm more pulling against the HX1 than I am pulling for anything else. Just because... Well, it's not like it's winning. It's doing... I don't it's, think it belongs in the top three. Right. That's my thing. Right. Yeah. I, I uh, can't see what you could do to get it out of the top three. Well, Philip likes to... But Philip, don't do it for the sake of it. Do it because you're no, genuine, yeah. genuinely convinced. Well, that, that's because I genuinely like the Chroma. 
I, I want to, I, I'm looking at the things that on this list that I would actually buy and things that I think are just kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'd say there's probably uh, one, two, three, four. There's five things I'd actually buy six. If I were just, you know, had, you know, more money. Uh, and I'm, yeah, so out of those five, are these the three of those five that I would say I'd most want to buy? Like, if that's a criteria. Um, I think that is add, a criteria, yeah. I I think so. I For me, it was, what do I get the most excited about? And, you know, now that you think about it, the HX1 is, it, I think it's incredibly practical and extremely important. I don't know if it's that exciting. I mean, if I'm going to pick the Echo Rec just because I got excited about it, <laughs> you know what I mean? I, so, I mean, maybe that's my main problem. I'm really, uh, like, I'm not buying an HX1. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not okay. because I don't think it's great. I think we all agree that it's a great unit and the controversy is dumb. I'm not trying to be a troll. I think it has its place in the gear world for sure. It's just, I'm, I'm like, yeah, I'm glad it exists. I'll never buy one. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I, I should, uh, I should let you all know that the tiebreaker feature, um, won't help us out. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> because, because the Chroma console, we added after oh, was the even on audience there? lists went out. We had the SDE, the boss SDE in there and we've swapped it. So and we swapped it because the SDE didn't receive any votes, correct? Um, or almost no, none? Yes. Almost none. But do you remember mm-hmm. the other product that didn't receive any votes? It was yep. the Mercury X. That's true. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. um, so you know what? I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna, vo- I'm gonna vote my feelings here. We're gonna move a bunch of things okay. around. Okay. Oh boy, he's getting chaotic again. Yeah, yeah I'm getting go. like super chaotic. <laughs> there we go. Oh, oh for goodness wow! Sake. Look at that. For goodness' yeah. sake. I mean, that's kind of th- fun. <laughs> the thing that was released this year that got me the most excited was the Echo Wreck. And I, I marked it. I, I pulled back from it a little bit because I'm a little self conscious. Like I, I, I it, it like constantly voting for super expensive gear. I like mm. get a little self conscious about it. But I have to be real. It was the most exciting thing to me that came out this year. It is very exciting. And, and the other two, mm. yeah, the other two are the DM One and the Mercury X. They're the other two things that like. I almost bought the Mercury X the day it launched. And so I don't know why I wouldn't vote for that because there's almost nothing else on this list that I almost bought the day it launched. Mm. And so it's interesting, I, Matt did buy the the HX1 and didn't the day vote it for launched. It. <laughs> yeah. The day it launched. So is it is that that's an interesting conundrum, right? There's like a divide between the things we 100% would buy Sometimes, yeah. and the things that we get most excited about. Because I think we're all very excited about the Benson, and I don't think any of us are probably going to buy one within the next year. No. I, I think it's a, it's just a bit of a gimmick product, the Benson. <laughs> and and I tend not to give those things my vote. Like, they come up every now and again, and, you know, we had the... I feel the same way about the Zvex Candelabra thing that they did. It was like, this is, this is just them showing what they can... They're not trying to sell any Benson Echo Rex, they're trying to show off what they can do and sell everything else. I think okay. that's yeah, that's what that product is. It's a it's a it's a piece of marketing, which is the same reason that we're not talking about the Noticlon. 
Yeah. Mm. Fair. That's fair. Yeah, we all I think we were all pretty complimentary of of most of the things on this list. Yeah. Um yeah. it was it was a rather glowing uh, effects pedal uh <laughs> one. We didn't have any oh, boo on this. No. Um I mean the cloud burst was even like it's cool, just not as cool as the rest of the list. Okay. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. well this this Philips changes do switch things up a bit. They see the hologram chroma console taking third place. The um, the Mercury X, the Maris Mercury X, jumping up to second place, but nothing touching the Boss DM One Hundred One, and the 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 HX One disappearing from the top three. Um, the other pedals that that are also in there, there are five pedals voted for, but in a joint fourth place, the Binson Echo Rec and the Line Six H Ones share that point. I I can kind of deal with that. The HX1 is almost honorable mention um yeah, yeah. now. 100%. Um, 100%. Yeah. I I will say that this is not how and we're going to talk in detail about the the listeners polls on the final episode which is the the next episode but certainly the HX1 has been as far as listeners are concerned one of the most popular things in any category. Interesting. Um, so they're certainly fans of it. Okay, so that that is is everyone happy with that? Then is that where we're where we're landing? Yeah, that works for me. Okay, yeah. so it is yeah. the hologram chroma console is our third place runner up. In second place, it is the Meris Mercury X, and in first place with a whopping nine points, it's the Boss DM One Hundred One making the Boss DM One Hundred One the crowned best effects pedal of two thousand and twenty-three. I think it deserves it. Yeah, Whoop. I agree. Mm-hmm. I think so too. I think that's a pretty good list. Okay. Well, dear listener, that's it. That leads us one more episode tomorrow where we're going to be fighting it out for the final, where we will be considering all the top three products in no particular order. So all of them are back on a level playing field in each category. Because, for example, where the IR2 didn't necessarily win best amp, could win best overall. Mm. Um, so we will be considering the Harmony Jupiter Thin Line, the PRS SEDGT, the PRS Silver Sky. We'll be considering the Micronaut, um, uh, sorry, the Silk Tone Micronaut, the Boss IR2, and the Victory Kraken, the Boss DM101, the Meris Mercury X, and the Hologram Chroma Console. That is our definitive product list for the final we'll also be talking about our listener choice episodes there we go there we go everyone well done Woo! well done that's yeah, an interesting was... mashup of stuff is. That's... Huh. i wow. need a drink yeah it's a strong <laughs> mashup. well we'll be back tomorrow dear listener with more of this guitar nerdery farewell goodbye adios blake blake say goodbye Say goodbye. No, I'm not going to. No. <laughs> God, God damn it. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 